Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer look back at AEW Dynamite. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Right now on the Busted Open Podcast. It's an interesting time for AEW right now, Tommy, but when you have a roster like AEW does and you could put together matches like they did last night because of this tournament, I really do feel that this tournament is... It seems to be... It's the tournament, Tommy, and then who's the devil? Those are the two things that are are really the the glue that's holding AEW together right now. Yes, um, I had told said it yesterday and and i'll say it today if you are a fan of the tournament style like wrestling wise there was nothing wrong with that show it was a really really good wrestle centric show and though the wrestlers don't have feuds or a reason to fight their reason is to continue to advance i thought the announcers do an amazing job of putting over the importance of this continental uh classic and, you know, if you're, again, a wrestling traditionalist, you like to see guys have a reason to fight. Yes, the ultimate goal is, you know, victory, more money, all that stuff. I look at what the NBA had done this year with the midseason tournament. The tournament got over. And, you know, they're all playing for money. They're playing for the prestige. Who's going to be the winner? Um, I personally would love to have this tournament continue um again this is a fan of the all japan carnival tournaments or you know the new japan tournament style of booking with points and all that point system it is a nice little i feel a reset and should continue to be established for the month of just december um i mean you look at march madness how that got over um, they make the stakes high uh, again, a wrestling centric show, the, you know, storylines wise, you know, you had the, 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 the devil is a key, key thing of this who done it. And, and that was what mainly the nation wanted to talk about was, you know, who they think it is. And every single week it continues to have different layers of it, which I think is, is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and we'll get to who's the devil in a second, because, you know, as soon as you think you might have it figured out, then they throw you kind of a curve, and now you start thinking of somebody else, and I thought they did a good job of that last night. 
when it comes to the tournament, there's a lot on the line. And you you have the the what the the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship. You have this new AEW Continental Championship, which again another championship title. I'm not a big fan of it, but that's one of the things that are on the line with this tournament. And then you got the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, was it the Strong Championship? So it's kind of this triple crown of champions, you know, championships that the winner is going to get at World's End on December 30th. This is you know going to be a big pay per view. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big crowd. Uh, the the tickets are selling very well. It's in Long Island. That's gonna be a big night for MJF again. Long Island's becoming one of the big cities on the calendar for AEW. But I think you're absolutely right, Tommy. You have to buy into this tournament, and I'm I'm curious if fans are buying in. I'm buying in. You just said it. the The commentators do an excellent job of of getting you to buy in the importance of the tournament, the importance of the points. Um, so if you're buying into the tournament, you're really enjoying AEW dynamite each and every Wednesday. But I, you know, Tommy, you know, this, I think a lot of fans, especially that started falling in love with pro wrestling over the last 20 years, they're used to that WWE style of programming this is something that's very new to their eyes because you wouldn't get something like this from the WWE, especially over the last 10 to 15 years. So I'm wondering how many fans buy into it and if if this is something that's going to attract new fans to the product. Yeah, I mean, per his own words, Vince McMahon wasn't a big fan of tournaments. You also got to remember when you do tournaments, wrestlers, how they used to do, had to wrestle two to three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, for the tournament. Plus, you'd have to, you know, add other matches. That's why they extended the um, King of the Ring to a weekly segment on Monday Night Raw back in the day. Uh, once they brought it back, um, yeah, you like you said, you have to buy in. Wrestling wise, the the matches are really really good. The other thing that you have to think about if you are in AEW or you won these tournaments, there if. The announcer said something important. Hey, if you're in this tournament, you're a big deal, which um, not it's that it's a knock against the other wrestlers. But again, putting the importance of where you're going to go. I also feel certain wrestlers need it. Maybe an Andrade, uh, a Swerve, a Jay White, or the other route of John Moxley, who has accomplished everything. He could be the inaugural winner. And I really... Yeah. Like, I mean, I love the main event last night and they had the people the entire time. Um, I loved Bully's idea that if you finish last, something should happen to you. Um, whether if it's the impact feast or fired where you're gone or you get demoted somewhere else, but you can't say demoted because then it's shitting on ring of honor. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's a thing. And I also a hundred percent feel that, if you're doing something like this, you should also have uh, a woman's continental classic to establish, you know, the women on TV, maybe twice uh, a dynamite, twice a collision. My only thing that I was a little in some of the callers last night, I had thought I was only going to see gold on Saturday's collision and blue on dynamite. Yeah. But obviously that's not the case. No, because we saw a gold tournament match last night on Dynamite. 
And that's the other thing, too. It's interesting what you just said, that this tournament can make somebody. That's the one thing I'm concerned about, because when you look at the Gold League right now, right, Tommy? Who's on top? It's John Moxley. He's up. He's up. I think he has 12 points, John Moxley, in, in the gold bracket. Right now, what, Jay Lethal has been eliminated. Mark Briscoe has been eliminated. And I believe Roosh got eliminated last night. Even with a victory, uh, Roosh got eliminated last night. You know, Roosh is starting to create a little bit of buzz, gaining a little bit of momentum. You know, maybe by having somebody like Roosh win the tournament, that could make him. And I think, you know, but now you kind of lost that opportunity. And I agree with you. Like, if John Moxley was to win, does that do a lot for John Moxley? John Moxley's kind of been there, done that. John Moxley's already a, a big star. He's ahead on points right now. I don't know if that does a lot for John Moxley. Because right right now, you're two the two people that are on top in that bracket is John Moxley and and Swerve Strickland. And both those guys, I think, right now are stars, especially Swerve coming off the last pay-per-view. Then in the blue league on top, you have Andrade. Now that makes a lot of sense because I feel like Andrade, they need to do something with him and they haven't done anything in a while. But somebody that's already been eliminated is Daniel Garcia. And Daniel Garcia going into this tournament had a lot of momentum. You know, we saw him in a match with MJF where we were talking about like, wow, what a great match. I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Daniel Garcia next. And this tournament has actually cooled him off and slowed him down. So, Tommy, you've got to be very, very careful on, you know, what you're going to do with your performers and your wrestlers because in a lot of ways, wrestlers that were very hot going into the tournament have now been cooled down considerably. Yeah. Uh, these are the risks. You could also look at it, hey, they're on TV, but they're also on TV losing in a tournament-style match, gaining no points. Hence why, uh, you know, if something happened to them would be interesting. Maybe that's for next year. Um, I think out of this tournament, we could also say Mark Briscoe is a single star and has such charisma and such a connection with the audience. If uh, I go back again to the midseason tournament with the NBA, you know who won it? The Lakers. LeBron. Um, and it solidified this tournament as the real deal. They beat the Pacers. Pacers, you know, haven't been the best team, but they just lit it up in the tournament. So, you know, could it be something like a Moxley just to add to his resume in AEW? Or, I mean, I also think of somebody who I thought did very, very well with a title that wasn't his, Jay White, could definitely be elevated. Plus, he's got the ties with New Japan. Uh, could always go back there. Barring injury, it, it, it's I still enjoy this tournament. And like Bully's like, oh, it's matchmaking. It is till up until where you want to see the finals and the semifinals. Um, that's where it's how do I get, I got to put these matches together to I get to this and then an actual point system. Yeah. And like with Moxley, it's funny if Moxley does go on to win the tournament. I don't look at John Moxley as of like the kind of caliber of wrestler that would win a tournament. We talked about it last week, where you know there should have been a count out or a disqualification. Like if Moxley came in this tournament and he was kind of like a bull in a china shop and it was getting himself counted out or getting himself disqualified, I think that would be just as good for Moxley as him winning the tournament because John Moxley's unpredictable. He doesn't follow rules and everything like that. So 
when I look at him in this tournament, he kind of feels misplaced to me. And I don't really think it's going to do a lot. One one person I think it's hurt a lot, and I'd love to get your take and the nation's take, is Jay Lethal. I really wanted to see Jay Lethal do some great things in AEW. I don't even know if Jay Lethal has even won a match since, since he's been with AEW. He has zero points in this tournament. Had, has definitely the worst showing so far in this tournament. I was really hoping to see a lot from Jay Lethal. Again, great wrestler, makes everybody look good, but obviously it's not in the cards for Jay Lethal to extend or go anywhere here in this tournament at all. I agree. I mean, Jay's an amazing wrestler and then uh, has carried, you know, Ring of Honor when they were doing really, really well. Uh, I enjoy Jay's work and his psychology. Like, even though he was kind of working a little bit like a baby face, then he would go in the corner and like he's cheering the people, getting the people to cheer him and then flipping them off or does a nice series of moves and then does his own version of a strut which mm-hmm. gets the people to hate him, which is smart, and he's doing his job. Um, I could see that. I think Jay needs a story. You know, I always would talk about if you're going to get somebody vested into somebody, Jay needs a story. Jay needs Jeff Jarrett buddying up to somebody else with Sanjay, with uh, the Giant, and, you know, something happens to him. He gets his ass beat. There's a new guy in town. Maybe he's, you know, this guy's getting, he drives a wedge in between that group, but that could be something for 2024. The, uh, the best part of pro wrestling is you could always uh, change your trajectory if creative is behind it. Yeah. And, and again, this is kind of a question more for the busted open nation. Cause I know where you stand Tommy on this. I mean, I love wrestling. Like this tournament does a lot for me because I just I love seeing two great wrestlers going at it in this tournament style. And, you know, Bully said it last week when he was on with us, Tommy, that like he's not a fan of the G1. I've always been a fan of the G1, but I'm wondering if like the nation or the American audience is into this tournament style. And again, this isn't a quick tournament that it's during the course of one show or a couple weeks or, you know. This has been going on for a while. It's going to go all the way to the end of the year on December 30th, you know, at the pay-per-view. So I'm wondering if the fans are into this at all. Are they buying into it? Do these championships mean enough that they're like, yes, I got to see who the winner is because I got to see who the new continental champion is going to be for AEW. I mean, I, you know, that that's what I'm interested in hearing from the nation this morning is that are they buying in? Are they tuning in? to all the shows for AEW to see who's going to win this tournament, who's going to get the points, how they're going to get the points. I'm very curious about that because I know for me, I've been checking out the standings. So I'm I'm buying in. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off 
with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you're a true pro wrestling fan and love the mad action that you were disappointed in the Dynamite last night. The other things, eh, that's where we got to take them to task. And the one thing that really, I got to tell you, it wasn't just so much a disappointment that I was actually angry. And that is the segment with the Von Erics last night. We had Ross and Marshall Von Erich on our show earlier this week, Tommy. And for those who weren't familiar with Ross and Marshall going into our show, they fell in love with Ross and Marshall on our show. One of the best interviews we've ever done, interview of the year in my opinion. I thought Ross and Marshall, the stories about their dad, the stories about coming back to Texas, the stories about the Iron Claw movie was just unreal and unbelievable. 
and they were promoting their appearance on Dynamite last night. Well, their appearance lasted about 30 seconds. I don't think we heard at all from Ross and Marshall, and it was in a bit of a comedic segment, and it set up a match, a six-man tag that's going to happen on Rampage. Man, I don't get it, Tommy. This is the one thing that AEW kind of drops the ball on is that human connection, that emotional connection with somebody that we're seeing on our TV. We talked about it with Thunder Rosa, you know, with her capturing the AEW Women's Championship two years ago where it was like, man, the story she told on our air, imagine if we would have heard that story on television. Now, I know that you can't do a 20-minute segment with Ross and Marshall Von Erich, but you're in Texas, Tommy. What are you doing a backstage vignette with the Von Erichs when you're in Texas? I mean, to me, I think you could have done so much more with that last night. What do you think? Um, a couple of callers last night were actually felt the same way as you, as well as I, you know, when I signed off last night from Busted Open After Dark, um, I said, keep the conversation going. And a lot of people were talking about that specific segment. Um, I looked at it um, from a different point of view where a few things. Number one, these two guys don't work for us. Number two, I'm still going to put them out in the live audience for Rampage, which is shot, I believe, right after um, Dynamite. And Rampage, I told you, is kind of becoming my guilty pleasure. But it's going to, I would hope, give a boost to a show that needs a boost. So that's kind of how I looked at it. Um, yes, is there a conversation to be had that you should put them out there 100%? But then what? A nice feel-good, hey, can't wait to welcome back to Texas, going to have a movie. Uh, thank AEW. I love AEW. Flat. And how does that help to get the Von Erichs hired to have a match on Rampage? If that's the case that where they're going to go. So I kind of looked at it from that way. I get it. I even said like when they all put their hand in, I would have loved if Kevin put his claw on yeah. everybody and everybody sold it. Because especially in that skit, you could do it, but then you also don't know if Kevin wanted to do comedy. Kevin's an old time wrestler and, you know, may have different beliefs uh, of what current wrestling is. So it's a slippery slope. It's a hard thing to do. I didn't have a problem with it, but a few people did. And yes, the movie's coming out. But then again, yes, it's a great feel good wrestling story. Yes, we're in Texas. I'm not producing this movie. Think of how many segments we had to go through with See No Evil when they're WWE-based uh, movies. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you highly on this one, Tommy. That's fine. So, so, let's have, so let's have the discussion. Yes. Okay. So you have the segment, you're in Texas. I put them in the ring for just what you said. Hey, this, you know, you, you're saying Rampage is your guilty pleasure. Let's get people to tune into Rampage because right now people aren't tuning in and watching Rampage on a Friday night. How do you do that? You put the Von Erics in the ring, Tommy, and see how that crowd gets excited. I guarantee you 
if you would have brought out the Von Erics last night, that you would have gotten a standing ovation from everybody that was in that arena. Correct. Now, anybody who is watching Dynamite and seeing that crowd reaction to the Von Erics and knowing now that they're going to be a part of Rampage and they're going to wrestle, I guarantee you, you would have seen a spike in the ratings for Rampage. Because anybody watching Dynamite would have seen the the crowd reaction and said, all right, these people are special. They just gave me a reason to tune into Rampage on Friday. That's number one. Number two is, you're right, the Iron Claw isn't produced by Tony Khan or AEW, but your world champion is in the movie. So why aren't they... Man, if this was the WWE, and I'm not, I'm not giving right or wrong or making comparisons here. If Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins was in a major motion picture, you know that they would probably be telling you about it at nauseum. Probably too much. AEW isn't telling you at all. I would, I would be showing everybody that their world champion is in a major motion picture that opens up next Friday night. I mean, I would be reminding the audience that, man, MJF, our guy, our world champion, is in a major motion picture. He's a major star. He's not just a star in the ring, but he's now a star on the silver screen. I'm shocked that they're not telling more people about this movie. And what a time to do it, which last night you're in Texas and the Von Ericks are there and you do a 90-second vignette in the back. What a, I, I, I can't say enough that that was a major missed opportunity by AEW last night. Um, then I listen, it's a, it's a point counterpoint. I also believe when Roman Reigns was in a movie with the rock, it was more the rocks movie and Roman Reigns was more the cameo guy. Um, and it wasn't as promoted as a lot of the other movies. I mean, hell when the Miz was the Marine and, all that stuff. They were promoting all that stuff because they were getting into the film industry. Um, I could see merit for you. And then I got to say, okay, what match do I have to cut? Because you know, that is going to be a long segment. Hey, you could go the route of here's the Von Eriks, your heels interrupt them. Here comes orange Cassidy, Dan Housen, Trent Beretta, and we have all this stuff happening. Um, and someone could have gotten the claw right then and there. Would have been a nice segment. Then what do I have to cut? Um, and am I going to put one of the tournament matches on Rampage? Could see. So uh, these are decisions that, you know, uh, they're tough, a lot tougher decisions. I totally see your point. Uh, this is do- why I do love talking and debating wrestling. And when you are on a creative team, these are things that you're going to go. I look forward to seeing rampage to actually see what they have, but it is a good way for you. Like you said, to build up because here's the other part. You have to look at it. People don't know Ross and Marshall Von Eric, but I know his father. And then it's all, you know, but then it's the other counterpoint. I want to see what these guys can do. Are they like their father and uncles? to watch them on Rampage. And I just got a tease of them on Dynamite so I could see them 
on Rampage. Yeah, I, I don't think they did enough that would make anybody want to really tune in to, to Rampage on Friday. I didn't see enough of Ross. As a matter of fact, the way they displayed Ross and Marshall Von Erich, unfortunately, they, they didn't they didn't at all. Like, it, it they weren't even really featured. They are kind of in the background, you know, there as, as well. The other thing, too, when it comes to MJF and the Iron Claw movie, you know, the red carpet. We're seeing all these WWE superstars posing with MJF on the red carpet. I mean, we're seeing pictures of, of MJF with John Cena. We're seeing pictures with MJF and Liv Morgan. We're seeing pictures with MJF and Baron Corbin. You know, why aren't we seeing him with any AEW pro wrestlers on that red carpet? Like, again, I don't get it. This is your guy. This is your world champion. Man, I, I'm I'm totally, totally shocked by the way they dropped the ball last night. And I'll tell you what, I, 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 and I think you know, and I think the audience knows, what segment could have been cut from that show last night. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. It feels like, you know, over the last year, a lot of the anti-AEW sentiment has been, been growing. Um, a lot of tribalism we know in pro wrestling. Um, a lot of the anti-AEW, anti-WWE. Um, but two years ago, at this time, Tommy, AEW was the hot commodity in pro wrestling. It was what everybody was talking about. It was gaining a lot of momentum, gaining a lot of buzz. Uh, this last year, not a great year for AEW. And it's hard to say that when they had, you know, what many people believe the greatest attended pro wrestling event ever in at Wembley uh, in August. But this has been a very up and down year for AEW. Yes. Um, you could also look at it. Like I said, there's a much different stuff on social media as opposed to live audience again that live audience enjoyed that show last night they and whenever we have people who go to an aew event they always call in and say man i had a great time um which means i'm gonna come back um a lot of people also base stuff i know like for this show myself off of clips you know last night that jericho segment um a lot of people crapped all over it it's my take, my opinion, not saying it's 100% right, not saying it's 100% wrong. Like, hey, Booker of the Year, I don't really like doing anything of the year. Not what I really enjoy doing. I have to do it for this show. When I said money-wise, sure, you got to go with the WWE. But there's no one. Triple H, the head of creative, but he's not controlling every single aspect of the show. Um, that's why I said, Hey, Dave LaGreca, not so much as a joke, but for what you built. And then, Oh, how could you, and bullies like, Oh, you're copping out all that stuff. Again, I would prefer not even to do stuff like that, but again, tribalism and going after if AEW fails, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's going to be the worst thing for the professional wrestling business for the wrestlers, for the people that employ. And most importantly for you fans, because your options are now less. Um, 
If you're an Oakland A's fan, you are going to understand what it feels like real soon not to have a, a baseball team in your town. Um, my father hated the Los Angeles Dodgers. Why? Because they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. They were his team. He, it left. You're talking to somebody who went through something the moment he still walks out through the curtain, ECW, it went out of business. It went out of business. Why? Bad management from the top. There's a lot of reasons, but straight up, bad manager from the top. One owner, um, it's gone. It's still beloved. It's still remembered. Didn't have to go away. But then what? The, the industry crashed, dude. It did. And the trickle-down effect is horrible. And it took how many years to actually have what it has now? Uh, you know, prior management with, you know, TNA, they built it up. They... They made their mistakes too. Going to Monday nights with Bischoff and Hogan was a massive mistake. And it, I always say you have to stay in your lane. And if you're giving quality, um, both brands took shots at each other and you cannot rely on social media as well as the business has changed because social media exposes way too much stuff. If the stuff that went happened to ECW it behind the scenes, that company would not be as loved as it was today. Yeah. Literally not paying people, bouncing checks, all that stuff. It happened. It was what it was. It's, it was a different time. Current products. If that happens, then what? If, you know, what happens to everybody and, and also the trickle down effect of, well, I like Impact Wrestling because they have all these wrestlers. Cool. Well, now a whole bunch of wrestlers become available. And then what? You're going to see the, I, you, we already saw the trickle down effect of CM Punk going to the WWE. Every babyface moves down a, a notch. Dave's favorite wrestler, favorite babyface, moved down a notch. This is what happens when that stuff happens. You, what people, uh, I, I don't get it. I, and I grew up a different generation. I grew up the 80s. I never wanted to see, uh, any wrestling company go out of business. I didn't understand how companies went out of business, but I could see it now when I'm older. Going through the this insane time known as the Monday Night Wars and this ECW didn't get its credit for changing the industry. However, I never wanted to see WCW go out of business. I never wanted to see WWE go out of business. I wanted to stay in our lane and continue because I kept on seeing the rise and the growth of our company. And then the trickle down effect when it crashed, I had to live through that. And I'm also back on the upsurge of the industry and still wrestling. And I want to see it continue because the trickle down effect is horrible for everybody. And don't know why. Have there been mistakes made? Yes. Were there mistakes made on WWE side? Absolutely. Were there mistakes made in AEW side? Absolutely. Management has to, and I will always say, the way Paul Heyman would pull up his pants when it, times got tough, you have to pull up your pants and say, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And I got to make corrections on what I'm doing wrong to continue to succeed because money eventually burns out or somebody says, hey, this is a result of this and we can't have this. So, like, I mean, WCW was the ultimate cash cow. 
until somebody else came in. And then they said, what's this thing losing $90 million a year? And again, I'm not saying AEW is losing money, but same with WWE. WWE, when AEW came in, we talked about it yesterday. NXT was getting its ass kicked. It moved. And then that's when it started. The There was a lot of digs back and forth. And, you know, Tony has also said why he has taken stuff personal. It It is what it is, but you got to look at yourself in the mirror saying, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And the thing about it is, Tommy, I don't want to see any company go out of business, but I can criticize and be critical. It's called constructive criticism. And I think a lot of people have to realize that. I thought the segment that Bully and I did on Tuesday when it came to, hey, Tony Khan's got to be looking at the WWE right now and the two most popular wrestlers are Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. All right. What caused those guys to leave? What could I have done better as a leader to have kept those two guys on my team? Because now they're playing for the other team and they're about to start the Super Bowl. I I feel like when we are critical, it's constructive criticism. We want it to be better. It wasn't that long ago, Tommy. I was ragging on the WWE. I was ragging on Monday Night Raw. Didn't mean I want the WWE to go out of business or I was rooting for one company over the other. I'm going to be critical. I'm going to give you my opinion as a fan, what I think is working, what I think is clicking, what I don't, what I think isn't working and what's not clicking. And I feel like on social media, people do that. And then there's a fight when it's just giving their opinion on what they don't like. I, I would hope that no wrestling fan wants to see a company go away because you're right, Tommy, if AEW was to fail and crash and burn and go away, it would it would be a tremendous trickle down effect. Hell, Tommy would affect our show because what do we do on a Thursday every morning? We talk about dynamite from the night before. Now that show is gone. That's one less product to talk about. AEW also gives you an alternative product from the WWE. You don't see blood in the WWE. You see it in AEW, Tommy. That's something that I know attracted me to pro wrestling back in the day. If you don't like it, that's fine. Don't watch it. But that's something about pro wrestling that I enjoy. And AEW is doing that on a national, you know, televised product. Also, it's very hardcore wrestling. We're seeing a lot of matches last night that were fantastic. The wrestling was great. So we're going to give the praise when it's due. And we're going to be critical when we feel that it's due. But I never, ever want to see any company on any level fail because Tommy, then the community at large fails. You know, if you have, if you're a store and you put out five new products and four are successful and one fails, you're going to look at what did I do wrong with that one product that failed? And it's going to, it's going to affect your bottom line. And as a pro wrestling community, even if it's not something that you really enjoy or love, I would hope that you still wanted to see it succeed because it's a pro wrestling product. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I love conversations like this. I, we could debate it cause I, I take both sides. Here's again, the beauty of AEW gave a lot of people opportunity, gave a lot of people work. There's also reasons of why some people got over in one place. Some people got over, uh, in another place. Um, again, I saw Edge versus Christian on television two weeks ago. Um, Daniel Bryan is wrestling. Uh, 
um, Edge and Christian are wrestling. They weren't. Edge was wrestling. Christian not wasn't, even though he had a comeback. That was not in the WWE's cards anymore. Um, and there's a lot of other people that have shined outside of that industry. From just from what you said, I had CM Punk and I had Cody Rhodes, and there's someone else and they're playing uh, somewhere else in the Super Bowl. Cool. I cannot worry about that because I have my own team to um, kind of guide. The other part about it, I would also say, well, if I didn't have my company, they wouldn't be back there because I helped them build their platform so they could go back. If you really do think about it, besides the behind the scenes, I'm just talking about stuff like that. Um, it, there's a lot of point counterpoints to be made. Um, I agree, but there's management has to be a hundred. You got to look at Dave. I literally, I look in the mirror and I'll be like, Oh my God, what happened to me? And I'll be like, I'm old. I cannot help that I'm old. But then I'll say, you know what? I have a big ass belly now. I never had a belly. What do I have to do? And yes, I had to go on medication that caused me to gain weight. And it sucks. And I hate it. And I it messed up my thyroid. But then I got to say, I have to try to train harder to try to lose this weight. And yes, I know it's hard. But if people go at you because you've lost, if you, you gained weight, you know how many people got out are on me because I, I have uh, the Impact Digital Media Championship? It's ridiculous. It truly is where I'm like, yeah, uh, you have your insiders where like, you know, I made the decision. You don't make those decisions, but it's just like, Oh, look how fat dreamer got. What happened to dreamer? If you go and you explain, well, I'm sorry, I had to take medicine to live and I gained 60 pounds from it and it's messed up my thyroid and it's hard. Oh, well, you're just making excuses. Cool. You don't have to social media is great for promoting, not great for other stuff. And those things hurt AEW social media wise, as well as, but I think they've gotten a handle on it now with through the boss, because guess what? You are going to take stuff personal. I know you do. I know you may not come at people online and, because that's human nature. I know I do too. I do too. And and listen, you, you, you have to read certain posts and say, all right, this is just a hater. But then I read certain posts where they'll say something that I said or something or a view I had. And I and I read it and I said, you know what, maybe maybe I can do it this way or maybe I need yes. to be better at this. Like there is a way to grow. And I think that that constructive criticism is important. But but there are people and there's a lot of them that feel like constructive criticism is a negative thing. It's actually a positive thing. And I believe like if like a Tony Khan was listening to this show and some of the things that we're saying, I would hope he listened to it and be like, Hey, maybe they're making some good points. We're not hating just for the sake of hating. Can I ask you a question? You were there sure. live um, in Connecticut, mm -hmm. CM Punk, Shawn Michaels promo. what did you think of it? I mean, I was there live, so it's different than if I was watching it on TV. Being there live, I thought it was fun. I thought it was just a fun promo, the way they were jabbing at each other. Now, I heard that a lot of people said it was awkward and the way that it ended, it was bad. I, I don't know what they were talking about because I was there live. It, it seemed fine to me. I didn't have an issue with it at all. Did it serve an actual purpose? The one purpose it showed is that maybe 
as highly unlikely as it would be that CM Punk could be a part of NXT. Now, obviously, we all knew he wouldn't be a part of NXT, but what did we see yesterday? He was at the Performance Center. Now there's all talk about N- that CM Punk might be a part of NXT in a mentor way moving forward. So I'm not ta- Hang on. I'm not talking behind the scenes, rumors, scoops. I'm talking facts. I'm talking you being in a live audience. How was that perceived? Uh, it it was it, he got a huge pop and and people had people loved it and had fun with it and I thought it was great that there's Shawn Michaels who was the biggest instigator of all time <laughs> you know back in the 90s and here comes CM Punk that's the biggest instigator instigator in pro wrestling in 2023 and what was CM Punk wearing he was wearing a Bret the Hitman heart hoodie like he's the guy you talk about passive aggressive. CM Punk's the king of passive aggressive. I thought that was hilarious and they made fun with it. So Correct. So but I but I saw online and on Twitter that there were people that thought that it was awkward and they didn't understand it and that it ended badly. Again, being there live, the audience live ate ate that segment up. Even CM Punk says on it, we both forgot what we're supposed to come out here and talk about. So ha ha ha. I thought if I just go back and watch it, I'm like, what did this even? And I did. And I was like, what did this even try to promote? Yeah. Live event as opposed to television. You and I, we kind of share the same brain. Two totally different takes of if guys spaced out. Now we have to go. If we add the element of social media, like last night, Andre put up the clip of me talking about a specific thing with the Jericho thing. My whole point was I enjoyed when Jericho fired back at Ricky Starks because Jer- and I said, when you're having a promo battle, it's like a real match, but then it's also becomes like a fight because Ricky Starks said something about Jericho when Jericho wasn't there, when he called him a clout vampire. And then Jericho didn't forget about it. And yes, the segment was breaking down, but when Jericho shot, Back at Ricky Starks, fired it up. Reaction live. People like, oh, no, he didn't because he's talking about somebody who doesn't even work there. And he's throwing a real jab at a guy. But what I'm saying is my opinion, different from others. I was talking about a specific spot in the interview segment. When it gets posted out on social media, everyone goes and reacts. That's the dumbest take, blah, 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 blah. Because you're basing it upon a clip as opposed to what had happened. But then I'm also saying you were there live and you and I usually agree. You're there live. You loved it. I watched it and I was like, huh? So again, this is the world we live in and it's a hard thing to balance. You need to find that balance. I sat with Paul Heyman and when this guy called Steve Austin is literally drinking beers and using Mikey Whipwreck's finish and getting over, crap, what do I have to do here? They're doing all our stuff. We were violent. We were everything. We were cursing. We were politically incorrect. Now Raw is. What do we do? Hey, let's try this thing called wrestling. We stood in our lanes the entire time and didn't give two craps. Um, I don't think Vince McMahon spends time on Twitter. I really don't. And also, like, the other part of this whole thing, when everyone was crapping all over Vince McMahon, myself included, then you also have to sit back and say, 
uh, this thing that I created, I'm about to sell it for the most money ever. So how am I wrong? When everyone's saying you're wrong, we need Triple H, blah, blah, blah. And I, I love the current state of WWE. I really do. So these are, again, why I like to say point counter. And I love, and I do it sometimes on social media with, with fans via DM because I don't want to fill up their timelines where I like to banter back and forth with people because it's something I'm passionate about, something that I love. Same with you. That's why we have this show. That's why it's so successful. If you AEW goes out of business, guess what? AEW after dark, done. Yeah. No, that of 100%. So right then and there, there's a trickle down effect that affects everybody on this show and affects someone. It affects people we really care about. And that's the nation. So whatever that tribalism is about any topic, just like don't buy in because social media isn't real. Like it's not a real world. But, but again, I, 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 listen, last night's segment with, you know, Big you're Bill, my Ricky booker Stars. of the year. Yeah, I thank you. But Big Bill, Ricky Starks, and Jericho and Kenny Omega. Listen, I think it's safe to say that that kind of fell flat. And there were some, there were some moments, but it went very, very long. It fell flat. Listen, Chris Jericho. Hang on, hang know, on, hang on. Just, ahead. just hang on one second. On paper, I put that on paper. And would you say, man, this is going to be killer? I would. I would, but but the but sometimes what you have planned and Correct. what actually happens, you know, and they gave it a lot of time. But but this is what I'll say about last night. And it was flat and it wasn't a good segment in my eyes. But I will put up Chris Jericho's batting average against anybody. Like it's very rare you have a segment like Chris Jericho with a live microphone in his hand and it falls flat. Kenny Omega is a different story. I kind of agree with the caller. He's an amazing wrestler. He's not very good on the microphone. And he doesn't present himself like a star. Chris Jericho presents himself like a star. Kenny Omega's, you know, going out there with a t-shirt and sweatpants. You know, like Ricky Starks and Big Bill. You know what? Big Bill, not great on the microphone. Ricky Starks, I'll do the talking. Probably with the with that tag team, Chris Jericho should do all the talking. But again, it fell flat. We move on. Wasn't great. But but we're going to talk about it as fans. You know, and, and wrestlers got to understand, we're going to praise you when you're up here and doing a great job. But when you have something that falls flat, like, which was, I thought, what happened last night, I think we, sh we have the freedom to be able to talk about that too. That that's not killing Chris Jericho or killing Ricky Starks. I think, for the most part, fans love Jericho and Ricky Starks. But, you know, when you have something that falls flat, it's just like a quarterback. Yes. Tommy, you know, Dak Prescott. I'm going to get on Dak Prescott when he has a bad game, but I'll praise the hell out of him, like the games that he's been having in the last few weeks. That's just part of being a fan. Yes, I'm not talking about performance. I'm talking about, like, reactions. And then, but I'm also talking about on paper. Now, let me ask you this, because we were debating before. If you have, I have these four people under contract in this segment, um, and I have Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Ricky Starks, and there, I need to promote this for my match. I also have the Von Erics in a talking segment. You're just looking at two things in, on paper. What are you going to pick? Again, this is me. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, this is me. You're in Texas. It's the week before this big movie that everybody's talking about. I'm giving the time to the Von Erics. 
I'm giving the time to Devon Eriks, and I'm cutting back on something else. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You're not going to get this opportunity that. again. So you got to strike while the iron's hot. If that means sacrificing on some other segments, well, then for this week, guys, I'm sorry. But we're in Texas. The Von Ericks are in town. And next week, there's a movie coming out that everyone's talking about. I mean, there's reviews, Tommy, that are saying this movie should get Oscars. Okay? You know, you're only going to get that to happen right now. Because next week, they're not in Texas. And next week, the movie comes out. So this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that they had fall right in their lap, and they just kind of let it fall to the ground and evaporate. Well, I mean, again, the other thing is, okay, what match do I get rid of? If I got rid of the women's match, all hell will break loose. Not because of the match, because I got rid of the women's match, and there's no women on on television. Just it, it could have been girl A versus girl B. If I get rid of my, what I feel is the most important and not me personally, but I'm talking about what I need to feel as the most important. I have to move one of my uh, continental classic matches to rampage. That's a decision that has to be made in your world. But I'm also trying to prove of how hard this really and truly is to do. And then when everybody's critiquing, everybody's like up in arms about different stuff, you you shouldn't call out for failure because it's so hard for for somebody, you know, everyone could quarterback be an armchair quarterback, but then, you know, you can't go out there and also play the game. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And, of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipped.com.